welcome back to season four, episode two. Today you have Coach Mary and Coach Lexis here. Hi, Mary. Hello. How are you? Good. So we were actually supposed to have a guest on today, but there was a last minute scheduling conflict. So it is just the two of us today, which we're secretly excited about. I know. I'm so excited. I get to hang out with you like face to face. I wish we were like next to each other. Oh God, I'd love it. Yeah. Mary and I talk every single day, all day. So it's basically just going to be a casual conversation that we would normally be having anyways about things that we love to talk about and that you guys wanted to hear about. I did ask earlier, just a quick Q and a box, what you guys wanted to hear from us. So some fun things and some informative things and all of that. So First, let's do an introduction. Um, We are The Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com, that's with a Y, to request more info. So I think last week, Zan did mention this, but because our team is growing so much, we were going to mix things up anyways, and we're, we're not going to have all the coaches on, I think, except for the last episode, we are going to have everyone on, which will be like, that's going to be a good one, really that's fun, but so also good. just like, how is there going to be six different people talking like, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, today it's just coach Lexus and coach Mary. Again, we're very excited about this. Um, and we kind of just wanted to chat about something that we feel we get all the time on Instagram and we're actually both kind of preaching about this on our stories and just kind of like trying to bring light to this situation. So that is making sure that you are eating in alignment with your goals. So Mary, why don't you kind of tell me what you see most commonly in terms of like people's expectations and then what they're doing that doesn't match up with what they want. Yeah. So you know this, the one thing that women come to us and ask, they want to lean out and they want to look toned, right? That's their, that's what you hear all the time is the word. I want to look toned. I want to lean out. I want to, I want to reveal the muscle. It's like, great. Like we all want to get, get that toned lean look. Right. But what's the question is, have you actually spent the time to build the muscle in order to get that toned look? Because what does tone mean? Tone just means having more muscle, less body fat. Exactly. So if you haven't spent the time to build the muscle, then you're not going to have it there when you shed body fat. Essentially, what you're going to have is something called what we call like skinny fat, where you don't have the muscle under there to reveal, and you're not going to be lean. So you're going to cut calories and cut calories, and essentially, you're never going to have the body that you actually want unless you spend time even at maintenance or in maybe in a slight surplus if you need to, uh, to build muscle. Now, this doesn't mean somebody who's like super overweight, because if you're, if you're really overweight and you're cutting down and you're just starting, um, to, um, exercise and strength train and focus on progressive overload, you're going to see some muscle, um, gain there. You will because you're, you know, newbie gains is what they call it, but that doesn't last very long. Mm -hmm. And eventually you're going to have to take a step out of a caloric deficit to align with the goals that you have. Mm -hmm. So, um, when you hear I've been eating 1300 calories and I'm still like, I'm not getting the body that I want. Well, that's, that's your first problem. 
right there. You're not eating enough. You're not supplying your body enough fuel or anything to achieve the muscles that you want to get. And if you're not strength training, then that's another problem. But that's, that's a whole issue in its own. Yeah, the cardio, the overdoers, right? All they do is cardio. Yeah. Y- yeah, I feel like you kind of mentioned, you know, you basically just become a smaller version of the body that you already have if you aren't focusing on, you know, if you aren't eating in alignment with your goals. Like you said, like you can become a smaller version of yourself, but in terms of that body composition, which is what really needs to happen in order for that quote unquote toned look that everyone's looking for, you have to, like you said, build muscle. And in order to build muscle, you have to eat right. And so I actually had someone ask me today, she was like, I don't understand if you set me, I set someone's numbers, let me just explain it. So I set someone's numbers, she wants to be in a deficit. She has experienced really bad metabolic adaptation, which is what the fancy word for what you just explained. Basically her metabolism has adapted to the low calories that she's eating. Or what people think and, starvation mode, you know, you yeah. hear that starvation is what people, that's what most people think of it as is oh, it's yeah. starvation mode. Yeah. So she's been eating 1300 calories. She's plateaued for, for a long period of time. And so she, you know, when we discussed what her goals were, you know, of course I said, listen, you're going to be eating more food than you're used to, but that you're still going to be in a deficit. And she was like, but I don't understand how am I in a deficit? If I'm eating more food than I'm eating right now, I'm going to gain weight. And I said, that's not necessarily true. And you also have to realize that there's like a spectrum of calorie deficits. I don't think people realize that you can change the percentage of deficit. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I can set you in a 5% deficit or I could set you in a 40% deficit. Both are deficits. It just Mm -hmm. depends on like how severe and how low you want to cut the numbers. And so what people don't understand, and I was like, so you, you don't need to be eating that severe, like that severe of a percentage, that deficit does not need to be that severe in order for you to see results. And so, yes, we're going to increase your food, but you still will be eating in a calorie deficit. So Mm -hmm. again, I think that the people who have been like chronic dieters, chronic under eaters, it's just that idea that more food equals weight gain. That's just all Mm -hmm. that they think. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like retraining the brain to understand, no, it's actually pretty usually the opposite again yes if you're eating in a surplus like you can obviously put on fat yeah but usually like if you do it strategically and properly with a coach who knows what they're doing you usually it actually will benefit you to add in more food and it Mm -hmm. usually won't even mean that you're going to gain weight it actually is just what your body needs in order to build the muscle like you said to then reveal later on Especially if you're pairing it with strength training, because if you're eating more food, and even if it's in a slight deficit, you're really going to reap the benefits of that whenever you can, you'll notice your strength will go up, your muscles will start to fill out and all of that. And so to disassociate yourself with eating more food means gaining more weight that's the hardest part. It's that mentality around that, that I think that we all try as coaches at the habit to like dive into a little bit deeper. Um, you know, people can compare themselves and they're like, well, this person is losing weight and they're reversing, or this person is this, but everybody is different. Everybody's going to need different things, depending on your past dieting history, depending on what your goals are right now, depending on your body type, the 
type of uh, movement that you get in, in into your day, everybody is going to be different. And so, um, but yes, it's very important that if you want this specific type of body or you want this specific type of thing that you're eating has to match that. And so if you're constantly chasing the deficit constantly, constantly, you're never going to see the body recomp that you want. And maybe that means that you might have to put on a little bit of weight. That might mean that. And that doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. That just means that that's that's the journey that you're on right now. This whole thing is a whole journey and it's going to last a long time. It's going to be a forever changing thing, a forever evolving thing. And maybe the body that you want is the body that weighs a little bit more than where you're at right now. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about, um, I wanted to touch on, we as coaches can set your numbers and we can kind of guesstimate what we think your maintenance is and guesstimate what we think your journey might look like while you're with us for the 12 weeks. But at the end of the day, like we don't have our microscope into the inside of your body either. And so there are a lot of times hormonal issues. There are um, thyroid issues, things that are happening actually in your health that I I can't see that as a coach unless you go get a bunch of- Gut issues. That's a huge huge. thing, like huge. I mean, if you have bad gut health, there are so many things that can be off. And I was actually just talking to a client about that today. And um, I mean, if your gut health is off and- that's going to play a huge factor into what what's happening inside of your body. I mean that and that's not just like weight, that's your skin, that's your hair, that's your mood in general. Like all of that plays into part. If you have bad gut health, a lot of things are going to end up falling falling behind that. So it's first and foremost it's important to take care of what's happening health-wise before you even consider to lose weight or want to lose weight. That has to be number 1. So and that's even cutting calories too low. Your health has to be priority number one. So cutting calories too low, you're just going to send yourself down to a further spiral and spiral and spiral down. A hundred percent. And so, I mean, you know, I've had a lot of clients who have come to me, you know, that have lost their cycle. They don't get a period because their calories have been too low, whether it be a prolonged period of time you know, unintentionally under eating, or, you know, maybe they did a challenge and they've been using numbers or calories set from another program, won't name any names, um, that put calories really stinking low and they lose their cycle. And so there are just so many factors that go into it. You know, someone come like someone comes to me and will be like, I want to lose X amount of pounds by this time. Is it possible? Or how long is it going to take me to reverse? Or, you know, all these questions that to be quite frank with you, like there is no definitive answer until we do it. It is an experiment. I don't know how long it's going to take. We have a guesstimation. This is the typical amount of time it will take for someone to reverse, but I don't know how long it's going to take. Cause what if there are, what if you have a thyroid issue? You know what I'm saying? And so it's mm-hmm. like without, I don't have, a, like I said, a, a looking glass and to the inside of your body. Like, unless you want to go get a bunch of blood work done, which a lot of clients actually do get, you know, some blood work done, which I think is really insightful and will answer a lot of questions, whether it be gut issues or again, thyroid or, you know, metabolic issues, whatever. It's, there are a lot of times things going on inside that I and you can't see that are prohibiting you from getting farther in your journey. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to, like you said, first and foremost, get your health in check because then like I can't out coach a bad 
like bad health issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like no, no matter, matter how hard you, I try. Yeah, yeah. You can tell them to do everything under the sun and that it doesn't mean that it's going to fix anything. Exactly. So, especially, I mean, especially like those that when they come to you and you have to be real honest, especially when you're first starting out with the coach, it's important to be very honest about what was happening before you started with the coach. Because if you were, let's just say you were chronically under eating, but you come to a coach, you're like, yeah, I think I've been eating around 2000. What I would suggest is before you even sign on with the coach, start tracking so you can kind of get an idea of what you're typically eating. So that way you don't go into it blindly thinking that you're eating 2000 calories, but really you're eating this. So then your coach thinks, oh, they're eating 2000 calories. I'll set their deficit at what? 1700. They'll be good to go. But really you've been eating like 13. So now you're eating way more. And now that's maybe that's why you're gaining weight. So I would suggest 100%. finding out just before you hire a coach, just track for a few weeks, see where you're at, just a typical, see how much protein you're getting. Um, just kind of play around with it. So that way you really know what you're typically eating. Because some people, they think they're eating like 1300 calories. And I was just talking about this, how And then on the weekends, they just go blow it. But then, you know, well, I'm eating 1,300 most of the time. But then on the weekends, maybe you're eating 3,000. Well, then the average of that is not 1,300. You're eating more Uh than that. So um, I think just taking the time before you decide you're going to hire a coach and really just being honest with yourself and being honest with your coach about where you are is really going to be helpful on what you need to do moving forward when you hire um, a coach and being honest while you're with a coach, you know, saying like, hey, I had six drinks. Hey, I had four drinks tonight. Um, I had all of these bikes, bites, licks and tastes and I did this or whatever and tracking all of that. Um, that's that's part of holding yourself accountable that we as coaches can't do anything about. It's that that's your job as a client, obviously. So absolutely. I actually had one of the questions that I got in our like rapid fire question box. Um, I thought we could kind of segue into this because it kind of aligns with what you were just saying. Um, the question was, what's the best way to learn how to measure food and how to input it into my fitness pal? I get so overwhelmed and I wanted you to kind of, because if I'm being honest, like I'm trying to remember how I kind of got started. And I remember on our last podcast, when you were the guest, you talked about how you literally were just going on Google and you were just like, you were trying to teach yourself. And so I feel like that is the most common thing that I get messages about for someone who maybe can't afford a coach or someone who isn't in a place where they can join the habit, which I totally understand. Mm -hmm. They are really fucking overwhelmed with how do you track macros? How do you measure your food? How do you put it in my fitness pal? And mind you, you don't have to use my fitness pal. That's just the most popular and in my opinion, mm-hmm. the best app. I mean, you can use a pen and paper if you wanted to. Like Exactly. It's whatever <laughs> yeah. works for you, but that's just the most common app. Um, lose it is another big one. And then there are some others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, maybe we could just kind of slowly start to talk about some of these questions that came up. And if you have any tips, tricks for someone just starting? Like how do you learn how to measure your food and log your food when you have no idea what you're doing? Yeah. So first and foremost, obviously buy a scale. You can go on Amazon and find any type of scale. I would say get one that's like a midsize because 
that can weigh more. So just spend your money, get one that's like midsize. Second would be looking at your nutrition label and seeing what the portion size is, because a lot of times things will say half of this is what it is. And it's hard. And before I started tracking, I didn't even care about what a portion size was. I would just look at the calories and be like, oh yeah, it's 150, but it's really 150 for half of the bar. And Uh so getting familiar with, (laughs) yes. And you're like, what? And you're like, I didn't even realize. And these are things that you don't even realize what a portion size is. So getting familiar with what that your favorite foods and what the portion size is, what it looks like for that. And then next would be obviously just weighing things. So if you're wanting to make a yogurt bowl, for instance, set the yogurt on it, zero it out and just take out what you need and see what it looks like. Be very mindful of what things look like. I also like to create foods in my fitness pal because you never know what you're going to get with my fitness pal. Anyone Anyone and their grandma can make a, an entry in my, my fitness pal, and it might be wrong. And so you could blindly just be adding this thing in, thinking that it's right. But what I like to do is go ahead and create my own food, and you can do that in my fitness pal through the setting. So all the foods that I love, it takes about five seconds to just go in there, put the calories in, put the macros in, and that way it's in there forever. So when I'm sitting at in my bed at night and I'm pre-logging my day for the next day, I don't have to get up, go scan the thing in. It's already in my food and I can just be like, oh, this is what I want tomorrow. So I can just add it in. I don't have to go scan it in. Um, it's those so are my funny two biggest tips. That you mentioned the thing about, uh, you know, the nutrition in my fitness pal being whatever, because everyone's grandma can put input entries. Mm-hmm. And recently I was, I think it was like lasagna. I was trying to log and I like went in and searched just like homemade lasagna. Mm-hmm. And there was one entry and it was like meat lasagna, zero carbs, zero fat, yeah. 40, 40 protein. And I'm like, like what is in this? I, need I was this like, kind of lasagna. <laughs> what? Like literally lasagna is all fat and carbs. Let's be honest, like with a sprinkle of meat. Right. So I'm like, yeah. So like that just goes to show you like these people that are adding these entries clearly are either trying to mess you up or they're just like, I don't know, wasting their time putting in Mm -hmm. bullshit entries. I'm confused. But either way, put your own. I totally love what you said about adding in like my foods. I think that's such an underused tool. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't do that. And actually in our group and our habit group where all of our clients and coaches chat, um, someone recently actually she said that she puts in all of her favorite alcoholic drinks Mm -hmm. and like saves them in there, which I think is a great tip too. Cause I don't even do that. So like drinks that maybe, you know, is like, you know, one shot of tequila with a blah, 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 and blah, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Like she makes a specific food for her drink so that she's logging it properly with the carbs or fats. And I just think that that's so helpful. And like you said, so convenient for when you're pre-logging, just boom, 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 boom. You don't even have to get out of bed. Like we're, we're too tired at night. Like you're too tired. Don't get out of bed. Just, just put the food in. It takes five seconds and you don't even have to worry about it. Um, But yeah, I mean that, and to say about the lasagna thing, sometimes when you're like wanting to just add something in, that's important to look at. Don't just willy nilly find one, like look at it and use your best judgment because you know that lasagna has carbs and fats in it. So you're not going to choose the one that has just protein. Use your best judgment and your most common sense and see one that's round about the right one and use it as good enough. Sometimes you need to be okay with it being just good enough and not perfect. And that's, that's okay. So if you're going out to eat, it's okay. Just log something, find something that you think looks good and put it in there. It doesn't have to be perfect. 
not, not verbatim, verbatim, that is what I say to my clients all the time. I'm like, you have to be, you have to like relinquish control sometimes and know that guesstimating and being close enough is good enough. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to be perfect, like you said. And so I think just kind of like letting go. I, I feel like I have so many type A clients who are just like, control freaks like me and want to just be perfect, which I, I really admire that. And I admire their dedication and like consistency. But at the same time, unless you're in the back, like unless you're homies with the guy in the kitchen and you're in Mm -hmm. the back, like watching them cook at the restaurant, it's just like not likely that you're you're going to do flexible dieting. You need to be flexible Flexible. with it. (laughs) Yes. Like you need to learn, like that's what it is. Like you've got to learn that you, there, there's just no way to always be perfect. There's no, just no way. No so. way. So do we want to add anything else to the whole making sure that you're eating in alignment with your goals, making sure you're not living in a calorie deficit? Do we have anything else in that realm we want to chat about before we kind of just keep going through the, the questions that we got from the rapid fire Q and a, is there any other last points that you kind of want to hammer home? Or do you think we touched on it enough? The only thing I want to say is it's time to step into the uncomfortable. And I said this today in my post, like sometimes we need to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And sometimes that means putting on a little bit of weight if you need to, or eating some more food and being okay with stepping out of that mental comfort zone that you have set for yourself. Because obviously what you're doing now isn't working. So let's let's change things up a little bit. Let's think, make things exciting again and like change it up. And hopefully that can get you to where you, I mean, what else, what else do you have to lose at this point? Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. And I feel like it's so tough when someone comes to you and they're so defeated. And and I've gotten so many messages that says I've tried everything under the sun. I've done it all. And I still can't lose this weight. I'm so upset and I don't understand. And I'm so self-conscious. And it's like, Like you said, if what you're doing right now and all those fad diets you've tried haven't worked so far, then why not give this a go? Have you ever tried adding in more food? Oh my God, of course not. I'm going to gain weight. Well, then why don't you fucking put your pride to the side and do it? Because if you're seeing people like you and I talk about it, you see people on Instagram. We're just two people of a million people who, Mm -hmm. you know, count macros, right? But It's just like, if what you're doing hasn't worked yet, then why on God's green earth do you think that it's going to change now? Like Mm -hmm. do something about it. Like you said, get uncomfortable and understand that like good things don't come from Mm -hmm. being comfortable. And, and guess what? This is the thing I want to kind of end with before we move on. Don't like, this isn't meant to be easy. Like nothing worth having is, is going to come easy, right? Like Yes, macros becomes more like attainable and sustainable and easy to do as you get more comfortable and as you practice, right? Practice makes perfect. But like being in a calorie deficit or even being in a reverse, mentally, it's so challenging. Like it is so challenging both in a deficit, in a reverse, in a surplus. I can't even imagine. I haven't even done one you know, all those things, like it's meant to be hard. Like if you, if what you're doing is like cakewalk easy, it's like, okay, then I don't believe you. Like how there has to be a challenge there. And so Mm -hmm. I think that it's totally, you know, normal for things to be hard and you want them to be hard. So anyway, that's my two cents there. 
And Mary and I just want you to eat more food. So come on guys, like just eat more food and it's going to be great. So should we just go through some of these rapid fire questions and just, yeah, just hammer them home. Okay. So I actually forgot to chat about this first because it's such a random question, but anyway, what are you watching on TV right now? Mary, tell me. Handmaid's Tale. Oh my gosh. Are you? Are you watching it? I haven't started the new season. Oh, oh! I thought you were gonna say you haven't started it. I was gonna say, oh, no, where no, no, have no, you no. been? <laughs> oh no, 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 no! We love it. We just haven't oh, started the gosh. new season. You need to. Okay. Well, that makes me really sad because we need to talk about this. If anyone who's been watching it, this third episode, what? what's happening I just I'm like I when it ended I was literally like grasping onto my bed and I was like what so when it comes back out on Wednesday I am gonna be the first one in line to watch it it's so good if you haven't watched it please just give it a try and watch it because it's really good yeah Ellery and I we're excited to start the new season right now we're currently watching some trash TV. And it's <laughs> I think my you're favorite. always watching trash. Every time you're like, I think I'm going to get off here and just go watch trash TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, I'm a big couch potato. Like p- most people probably wouldn't know that. I feel like I'm not. Ellery said the other day, you're not a lazy person. But I feel like if I have nothing to do, all I want to do is lay on the couch and watch TV. And mind mm-hmm. you, I can do that for like a full day and be fine. So I, I think I'm a little lazy. <laughs> But anyways, we are obsessed with Love Island UK. Have you heard of it? <laughs> yes, I've heard of it. I can't get into it. I'm sorry. I wish I could. I wish I could say I love it, but I just can't. I can't do it. What it's is it? What's about the, it that's so good? Okay, so it's literally The Bachelor, but not tacky or corny at all. It's like That's real. hard to believe. No, it's, really it's hard not. It's me. not. It's not. It's not corny at all. It's a little raunchy, like very sexual, lots of like mm-hmm. things happening. But who doesn't want to watch that? And like they're falling in love and they have these amazing British accents. And so Ellery and I have basically picked up their lingo and start talking like not with a British accent, but the little words and like funny things that they use. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just great. Anyway, if, if anyone listening, I know I have some followers who like watch Love Island UK. So <laughs> oh, I'm sure me, there Mary. are tons of people. I'm sure there are. I mean, I'll judge <laughs> you, but that's OK because I still love you. But <laughs> That's okay. As soon as we're finished, which we're on the last season, we're going to start um, the new season of Handmaid's Tale. So I will keep you posted on that. Okay, good. Um, Okay. So let's just do some rapid fire questions and let's, let's, but we can both answer them. So I will ask the question and then you can answer first. Let's see. Um, Favorite summer adult beverage. Okay. So Mary, actually, you don't drink alcohol, do you? I don't. I have not drank in probably um, like three years or so, maybe a little more than that. It's been a while. Okay. Okay. I respect that. So actually, then why don't you tell us what your favorite non-adult beverage is for the summer? Yeah. So I was actually just talking to you about this. It's literally my favorite, but what I like to do is get the diet lemonade, the big gallon jugs from Chick-fil-A and you get like a goblet glass and you put it in the freezer. You put the diet lemonade in there and it like freezes up like a margarita. You could put like some grenadine in there. Um, You could even put like cherries in there if you wanted to. It's just so good it like turns into like a slushy it's my favorite it's like drinking out of a fancy glass that's what I was telling you about like if you want to like feel like you're drinking but you're not don't want to drink just put it in a fancy glass and you'll feel fancy 
Absolutely. <laughs> the other day I saw someone drinking iced coffee out of a wine glass, like this really fancy wine glass. And I was I like, mean, wow. You want to feel fancy, right? Yeah, I kind of respect that. So, oh God, do I have to choose one? My favorite summer adult beverage. I mean, I'd have to say it depends on like how drunk I'm trying to get. Okay. So okay. like, are we talking like a spark? I'm talking spark- like, I want you to be wasted trash, like passed out. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of drink I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I'd say a skinny margarita or a martini with extra olives. Very dirty. But definitely for summertime, something fruity. Mm-hmm. So I would say like a spicy margarita, skinny with extra jalapenos or like a fruity margarita would be my choice. But yeah. make it skinny. Yeah, it has to be skinny, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't like the sicky sweet margarita mix. So not even like to call it skinny because of the calories, but more for the flavor. I don't like mm-hmm. the like fake, like the, okay. ad, you know what it's, the yes. stuff they put in? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, the simple syrup. That's what oh, they the put in every syrup. drink. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like to make it skinny, you take the simple syrup up. I don't like the taste of that. Okay. So, okay. So th- there you have it, guys. Um, thoughts on burnout with tracking makes me feel like I'm a crazy person sometimes. So why don't you walk us through what you do when you feel burnt out? Have you felt burnt out in the past? And like, what do you recommend to people when that happens? A hundred percent. I felt burnt out. I felt burnt out on even working out sometimes and I love to work out. So when I felt burnt out last year, I just stopped to be honest. I just stopped doing it. And then, um, Because I just felt like, you know what, first of all, I had been doing it for so long that I kind of knew what I was doing at that point, that there was no need for me to. And so the only times that I really track macros are when I'm in a cut. Other than that, I don't really feel the need to track because I've done it for so long. So once you put in your due diligence and you know what a portion size is, give yourself a break. It's okay to not track every day, day in and day out. And I just stop. (laughs) Just stop doing it. Yeah, I think... If anything makes you feel like a crazy person, that's when you need to evaluate what's happening and take a step back. If you're not enjoying it anymore, then you need to like do something a little bit different because then when you come back to it, maybe you'll enjoy it again. And I feel that way about anything. And that like, you know, recently in the past like month or two, I take all weekends off Instagram. Sometimes I pop in on Sunday if I have something work related that I need to like check on. But for the most part, like I'm not posting stories like and I'm doing that for a purpose because I get burnt out from being on my phone 24 seven. I'm constantly on stories. I'm constantly on Instagram and it's just too much. And so like I took a step back and I set a boundary for myself. And so I think in terms of burnout with tracking, it's the same thing. Like I did the same thing this past after Tether Together. And so I did Tether Together this past January to February. And this day it was done, I was like, I'm literally going off the rails, I'm about to eat 3000 calories a day, mm-hmm. which I don't think I really ate 3000, but I ate whatever I wanted. I put my fitness pal away for a while and I just was like enjoying the breastfeeding excuse mm-hmm. that I was nursing and I wanted to eat whatever. And I went like six weeks, which I haven't done that in a long time. I, I didn't track super rigidly during my pregnancy either. I'd say like three to four days a week, but all in all, like I just took a break completely because I was burnt out and it mm-hmm. happens. Like you're human. You can't possibly do something 24 seven, mm-hmm. 365 days and expect to enjoy it all the time. Right. It yep. just doesn't, it just, it's like when you go to college, you have to go away on spring break. Like you can't mm-hmm. be there. Well, all, you know what I mean? You're like, off on the weekends. Like, yeah, needs you have a break. to take yeah. a break. So 
when you catch yourself feeling like a crazy person, that is your a clear key to sign. Like say, just take a step back. It's okay. Yeah. I give you permission. If that's you, this is my this is uh my permission for you to go ahead and take a break right now. <laughs> yeah, like it's definitely necessary. So don't feel bad about that at all. <sighs> Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, what did you love most about your PN1 course? So Mary and I both did the precision nutrition um, coaching or nutrition coaching. It's like certification. certification. What is it called? Who knows anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so what did you love the most about it? I mean, I hate all schools, so nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. What was um, your favorite thing? That I could do it at my own pace. When you're a mom of three, like, you just don't have time. And so, yeah, I could do it at my own pace. I could do like a chapter a night and it, I didn't feel any pressure to get things done at a certain time. Like I could end a test in the middle of the test and I could come back to it. And so I loved that. Um, that was my favorite because I cannot be put in, in like in a timeline with stuff like that. There's just, there's just no way I have to be able to do it at my own time. Yeah. I think that's like one of the wonderful things about you know, technology and that there are a lot of things that are offered online now, typically, you know, with things like that, they do allow you to do like a self-paced course. And so I agree with you. I think it's really helpful. And, and, you know, with today's society, we're so busy, go, go, go. You have to be able to, you know, make it work with your schedule. So I would say I agree. Um, I enjoyed that each chapter definitely had like a quiz just because, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we would have forgotten everything by like yeah, chapter by three. End. Yeah. Even by the end, like I looked back and was like, oh, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. But I think that's just my brain. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say the flexibility overall um, mm-hmm. was really good. And I also, there was a Facebook group that I thought was kind of nice to be on just to kind of see what other people were doing. And people would be like, oh, I'm on chapter four. Like, what's everyone think about blah, 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 or this question. And so it was interesting. I realize a lot of people see. are way more studious than me. Did you ever notice that? Oh, like there hello. are some people that were like, real student like very and I'm like man how do you study like that did you see the pictures yes taking notes with diagrams that must have taken five hours to draw I'm like like, man I don't learn like that that's I wish I could like that's so cool or I'm just like too lazy and like I'm not going to take the time to do that let's be honest so anyway great course though honestly it's the most recognized in my Mm -hmm. opinion and it it really was wonderful and I'm super excited to you know have it and Mary and I did it at the same time which was really fun so that was probably Mm -hmm. my favorite part too I know yes um oh boy okay let's do a fun one what is your favorite ice cream oh my gosh see this was hard because literally I love ice cream but Honestly, if I was going to choose one, it probably, and this is okay. Top three, top three. Okay. This is going to be so weird, but every single one is Bluebell because Bluebell is the best. If you're from Texas, you know, it's just, that's just what we, we do. So honestly, like blue, Bluebell cookies and cream, Bluebell, just the plain vanilla. There's just something about it. That's just so good. It just reminds me Mm. of like childhood and then the Rocky road, the best. Ooh. I love. I love. So those are very those. like basic ice cream. Because I, I am a basic bitch. I'm sorry. I, res- <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I love it. So oh god, I don't even know if I can choose three. Like this is the most. It's just not okay. All right, anything coffee flavored is the jam. I love it. So mm-hmm. like mocha coffee. I love it. That's one. Two would be anything with caramel or peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I'm a big caramel peanut butter gal. Yeah. 
So those, those two, two. together so, are just so good. Those two together. But my absolute top favorite ice cream of all time is from a local ice cream shop in Maine called The Scoop Deck. And it's right down the street from where I grew up. And it's absolutely fantastic. I believe they have all their ice cream either made in house or like at another place right nearby mm-hmm. in Maine. And the flavor is called Graham Central Station. Oh my and gosh. it's graham cracker flavored ice cream with um like chocolate covered balls yeah. <laughs> that are like oh, mm, <laughs> so good <laughs> that are I can't describe it to you it, they're like crunchy but then so I don't even know and then and then there's pieces of graham cracker and it's like this salty sweet I can't even describe it it's heaven wow. it's just heaven on earth so that's my favorite ice cream flavor of all time, just because it's like reminds me of home. And every time I go, I get it in a waffle cone with chocolate jimmies on top or sprinkles. Do you call them jimmies or sprinkles? Sprinkles. I've never heard of jimmies. What really? is this? <laughs> what is it? Is, is that it a, a nor- sprinkle? Is, that- <laughs> is it sprinkles? Is that what yeah. it is? What? Jimmies. Jimmies or sprinkles. No, they're not. I think I think it's like a northeastern, like uh yeah, a New England thing. Okay. Who calls them Jimmies, guys? Come on. Comment on a post of mine and let me know once you hear this. Nobody. Mary's rolling her eyes at me. So okay. Um, ooh, okay. So this one is something I've been talking about. Well, actually, Mary and I both have been because Mary's actually coaching me right now and helping me through my cut. And this question is, what is the number one tip to avoid self-sabotage or weekend sabotage? (laughs) LOL. (laughs) Text your coach so she can tell you to stop. (laughs) Yeah. No, I would say keeping like keeping a somewhat of a routine, like having a weekday routine and maybe having a weekend routine um, would be. Because when you're on the weekdays, you typically have like your work schedule. You know what you're doing. set up a routine for yourself that's on the weekend. So that way, you know what to expect. Um, when you're just, I don't know, I feel like the weekends are the easiest thing to just start mindlessly just grabbing for all the things. Um, so maybe if you're able to just take a step back and go on a longer walk, do something like that, just keeping some type of routine for yourself would be really, really helpful. So I totally agree. And I think my top two tips, um, and you know, this is stuff I work on every day too. Number one, I find that the majority of my clients are so naughty on the weekend because they aren't implementing enough of their treats through the week. So mm-hmm. They're clean, clean, clean on point all week, Monday through Friday. Oh my God. They're, you know, they eat like just everything perfect in their, in their opinion, quote unquote, you know, and then by the weekend, it's like, I have to have all the things. So your eyeballs are like bulging out and you just feel like you have to like get all the things in because it's Mm -hmm. like you have this idea that the weekdays are good and then the weekend is bad. And it's like Mm -hmm. this good versus bad thing that people have just created. Me being one of them sometimes, I'm I'm slowly getting away from it, but it's, it's a work in progress. And I feel like if you are adding in these, maybe if, you know, maybe if your thing's drinking, for example, and like you just drink all weekend long because you feel like you have to drink all weekend long Mm -hmm. and you have to get it all in. Like, Maybe instead of drinking all weekend long, 15 drinks, maybe just say, okay, I'm going to set some boundaries for myself. I'm going to allow myself to have a glass of wine during the week. Maybe I have a really stressful 
work week on Wednesday. Like if, if you allow yourself to have one glass of wine on Wednesday and then maybe one glass of wine on Saturday, set some boundaries for yourself. And if you feel like you're able to have the things that you enjoy at any time through the week or not, then you're less likely to just binge like crazy on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Because again, macros allows you to see that like you can have anything you want as long as you plan ahead for it. And so I think allowing yourself like if you're about to start your period and like maybe during your period you crave salty things, then log some potato chips every mm-hmm. single day that week, one serving, right? Like, yeah. but don't go and eat the entire bag on the weekend and eat 14 servings and like blow all of your calories for the day on a bag of chips yeah. when you could have had the chips all freaking week. Yeah. Like that's where you but come just, with that abundance mindset. Like yeah. learning that you can lean into those cravings when you have them and learn that you can have them every day. You're an adult. You're allowed to have chips every day if you want to. Nobody's telling you you can't. You don't exactly. have to wait until you've been good all week and you've been a good girl all week long and then you can have your chips. No, you can have chips every day. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then I think my other tip to avoid self-sabotage just goes along with that in the sense that just don't like do things that are going to enable you to do. How do I say this? If you know that when you get drunk, you just go and eat all the things, just don't get drunk. Like Mary this past week told me, you know, cause I went to her and I said, Oh my God, I keep doing amazing through the week. My weight is trending down, down, down. And then Friday, Saturday comes and it pops back up three pounds. And then I go down, down. And it's just this cycle that keeps happening. And it's like, I'm not going to ever break past that barrier. And yes, I am, I am seeing changes, you know, great in, in my cut, but I'm only like reaching so much potential when I know I have so much more and I'm, I'm self-sabotaging by doing that every single weekend. And so what did I do this past weekend? And I talked about this on the habit today. You know, I decided that I wasn't going to drink because I know when I do drink, it's just a slippery slope. And so what do I find out? Ellery comes home, my husband, and tells me that we're hosting people on Saturday. We're having a pool party. I'm like, oh my God, how am I supposed to not drink when we're having mm-hmm. a pool party? Like I'm hosting people, like you're all gonna, and they were trying so hard to peer pressure me. Someone even cracked open a white claw and set it in front of me and goes, you're drinking. Mm-hmm. And I went, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. And I stood strong. And you know what? For a split second, I said in my head, one isn't going to, one isn't going to matter. I can log one. No problem. It's 25 carbs. It's not Mm -hmm. a big deal. And I said, have some self fucking control. Like Mm -hmm. I told Mary this morning, I'm not drinking. I told myself I'm not drinking because I have goals and I can still have a really freaking good time. I'm a good time. Like Mm -hmm. I'm fun. You know what I mean? I don't need to be drunk in order to like be fun. Like, so I just said no. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not. And so that sat that open white claw, that cold, delicious looking pineapple white claw sat there and didn't get drinking Mm -hmm. until someone else picked it up and finally drank it. But like, I didn't drink it. And I was just so proud. So I think what is the best tip to avoid self-sabotage? Stop Mm self-sabotaging yourself. There's nothing more powerful than a made up mind. That's it, period. When you make your mind up, make your mind up. And this is something that I told my client is that you 
are in control of your choices. You are not a young teenager. You don't have all these hormones running through your body. You're not, you don't need to fall under peer pressure. And I know that firsthand that when I stopped drinking, that was very weird for people around me. And it's not because of me, but it's weird for people in general. It's like their subconscious is like, well, why is it, why is she not drinking? Like they want everyone to drink if they're drinking. But if you don't want to, you simply do not have to. And that's what I told you. You make up your own choice. If you choose to drink, log it, own it, and that's it. Move on. If you choose not to, then own that choice too. But either way, you need to be ex- you need to be um, happy with your choices at the end of the day. Whether that is to this is important to me. I want to drink in this occasion. I'm going to. Or this occasion really isn't that important to me. Like I'm fine. I don't need to drink and waste calories on it. You you own your choices. Period. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's so funny because you are coaching me and you coached me through, you know, that same situation this past weekend and everything you're saying, I say to all my clients, I say all this to my clients, but when it's yourself, it's a completely different ball game. And here's the thing. Someone said to me the other day, totally innocently, but she was like, why do you need a coach? Like, why, why are you being coached by someone? You are one, you are a coach. And I said, I'm just as human as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I'm just as, 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 you know, easily influenced and I need accountability just as much as freaking Oprah needs accountability. Mm-hmm. Like we're all just human that need that accountability. Why do you think everyone has business coaches or life mm-hmm. coaches or, uh, um, financial coaches personal, or financial coaches or personal trainers? Like it doesn't matter what wheelhouse you're in. There's nothing like having someone on your sideline cheering you on being like, this is what you need to do, or at least helping you go in the right direction. So anyways, kind of going off on a tangent here, but self-sabotage happens when you don't make up your mind. Or like you said, you don't own your own choices. Like you are in control period. So your goals are no one else's goals. Like stay in your own lane Don't let other people influence you. Don't let the open white claw in front of you like pull you in as bad as you want to drink it. Just like say no. If that's going to enable you to go down that slippery slope and eat all the things, don't do it. If, 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 you know, having one cookie is going to lead to you eating the entire sleeve, as much as I love the exposure therapy mindset and saying you should have the cookies and you should allow them. If you know in your heart of hearts that opening the thing, the container and having one is going to lead you to eating the whole box, then don't eat just one. Just just go, walk away for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you have to make that decision. I think if you know for a fact in that moment you're going to binge the whole thing of cookies, like why just why even well, have one? Well, sometimes in the in the same sentence of that, sometimes you're going to have to binge the whole thing. You're going to have to let the cookies lose its power over you. Okay. And I know that from being a binge eater and that, that was me and my eating disorder. So if you know, cookies have this power over you, then, then just eat them because once you let go of them having this power over you and you're like, okay, well, I'm just not going to get them. I'm just, I just won't even get them. Yes. That is, that works for a lot of people, but for some people it's the power that, this food has over you. And when you can let go of letting food have power over you, because it doesn't and it shouldn't, you yeah. are the one who's putting in your mouth. The food's not doing the opposite. So sometimes just saying, okay, all I can think about is eating the cookies, then eat them. Eat the whole dang cookie thing if you need to. Yeah. Let it let it be what it is and then let it lose its power over you, period. Yeah. So, Regain the control. Yes. 
Yeah. And Zan talks about that all the time. And I, you know, that exposure therapy, expose Mm -hmm. yourself to the things that are challenging. Of course, you know, try your best to log three cookies, right? Try your, and again, every day, if, 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 or say it's a bagel, a lot of people have like this bagel fear. I eat bagels like five times a week, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, have the bagel, have the cookies. And like, if you end up overindulging, like you said, then so be it, but at least try your best to, again, expose yourself over and over Mm -hmm. and over. I think peanut butter and nut butters are a really big one for people really triggering. Mm -hmm. So if it's triggering for you and you're fearful, eat it every log it every single day, one Mm -hmm. serving, two tablespoons, measure it out. Like we talked about and Mm -hmm. allow yourself to understand that, like you said, you are in control and no one else Mm -hmm. and not the food. Like the food is food. It is Mm -hmm. not living. Like it does not control you. Yes. So Anyway, we are just going off here. We're already almost at the end. So we have two questions left and I think we have plenty of time to answer them and they're kind of fun um, and they both kind of go together. So I will say the first one is, let me find it here. It's the one about what is your last, oh, what is your death row meal favorite food of all time? Like what would it be? Texas down home barbecue. Oh my gosh, it's just. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love it. It's so Okay, but good. Uh, give me the details here. No, Walk me like through from appetizer any... to, to dessert. Okay. Walk okay. me through. So I want, I, there's no appetizer in barbecue. You don't get appetizer. You just get the barbecue. So you have You don't brisket. want an appetizer? You don't get, I mean, there's no like appetizer. You get the sides. So like okay. you have your sides. So you have the burnt ends of brisket. Like that's the oh. best part. The burnt uh-huh. ends. Like you need oh. the burnt ends. Oh, then 100%. you have like your sausage, like then you make like a sandwich with it with like bread and put barbecue sauce. Oh, so good. And then yes. you have your ribs. So you have like your um, baby back ribs or whatever it is that you want. So that's your, that's your meat. And then you have your side. So you have your potato salad, you have your like cream corn casserole. Um, and then you have your um, banana pudding. Okay. But then that's just, that's just like the meal. The banana pudding just goes with it. But for dessert, you have your cobbler and it's warm and it has vanilla bluebell ice cream on top. And it's so good. So good. I could, I could eat that every day. Literally. Oh my God. Day. I'm going to come and stay with you and eat that. It sounds, okay. I mean, I've obviously had Texas barbecue, but your the way you described it just sounds so it's homemade and delicious. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to just combine all my favorite things and make it into a meal, but like mm-hmm. it's not like yours where it all kind of goes together. This is just like what I would have, okay? Okay. So death row meal, my appetizer would definitely be like a buffalo chicken dip with homemade chips, like really mm-hmm. crispy, like deep fried chips that you dip in this like creamy buffalo chicken dip. That's like mm-hmm. my favorite, super spicy, super cheesy creamy yeah okay now we're moving on to our salad okay definitely has to have a caesar salad mm-hmm. i am a caesar salad connoisseur okay okay i've tried like self-proclaimed two- self-proclaimed yes but like <laughs> i could be judged like it could okay. be a, a real thing like i would mm-hmm. title i would maybe i should put it in my instagram bio you should you should. Oh my God, that'd okay. be hilarious <laughs> i'm gonna add that in so big caesar salad girl i'm kind of a snob Definitely garlicky, really creamy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like the like vinegary ones, you know, lots of okay. croutons and cheese, mm-hmm. fresh Parmesan. Okay. Then we're going to like some sort of pasta dish. Uh-huh. I haven't decided what kind yet, but. But it has probably, to have pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love a homemade lasagna, something mm-hmm. like really cheesy with meat and like maybe like a something pasta. Mm-hmm. Haven't decided yet. 
And then some Hopefully big ass cake. We won't ever have to decide. <laughs> I know. We won't ever have to decide this, but okay. I know. And then I'm thinking like, like some sort of, I love a cake with like a cream cheese frosting, mm-hmm. but like really moist. Sorry for the word. <laughs> and like with some caramel in the middle or maybe like some cookies and cream. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something really decadent, almost like a turtle cheesecake, but not cheesecake. Cause I'm not like a big cheesecake gal. Uh, Do you like cheesecake? That's like my top, like right after cobbler. I mean, cobbler and cheesecake are like, what kind of cobbler are we talking? I'm talking any kind, peach cobbler, blackberry, blueberry, apple, whatever it is. Like <sighs> I'm yes. not a fruit dessert girl. I'm not a fruit oh, dessert girl. No. I'm sorry. That makes me I need like, oh, my southern like a pe- heart. Like a peanut butter pie I, I could go for. Have you ever had but, a peanut butter pie? Yeah, yeah, I have. With They're like a really good. thick crust. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. That's that's what I'm going to go with. But basically all the food. I mean, I, I, could, I could come up with a lot of different meals, but... Mm-hmm. Those are my tops. We're ta- we're very big foodies around here. Oh we my love, god, we love food. <laughs> what is the quote? It says like, um, "Live to eat or eat to live." Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely in uh, a live to eat type. We of always talk about how we're always hungry. We're always oh, hungry. you and, and I have could, the biggest appetite eat, yeah. of anyone. I feel like we need to. So we've never got to eat together, but I seriously oh. feel like we could do the 10,000 10, calorie challenge together, oh. and we would. We would rock. We would the challenge. dominate it. We should like you- we make could. a YouTube video. I feel like we could do it. Everyone would watch it. I know. Be It'd so be fun. so good. <laughs> that sounds so fun. Okay. And then there was another one really quickly that I thought was perfect to end it with. And it kind of went along with our death row meal. And it was Are you planning on counting calories for the rest of your, or I'm sorry, counting macros for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. So. Hell to the no, I'm not. What, what about I am. you? Yeah, totally. Like I was telling yeah. you earlier, I'm counting till the very last day of life. <laughs> While you're in a retirement home. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to be in a retirement home with like wet t-shirt contests and still counting my calories. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What no. a silly question. No, I will not. And honestly, I take breaks frequently. Like I just do. Right now, I mean, I took my time. I did my do- my due diligence of learning how to track. And now I take breaks all the time. And so, no, I won't be tracking forever. I won't. I just pick it up whenever I just feel like I need to check myself a little bit. And then I put it back down. Yeah. You know, I tell my clients that this program and macros is meant to be a learning tool so that you can fill your macro tool belt and then go on your way and eat intuitively if that's how you choose and have the tools that you've learned while you were counting to make sure that you're able to eat a balanced diet that's mm-hmm. right for your body. And so like I can eyeball a portion of chicken and pretty much know exactly how much it is or even a sweet potato or I can build my plate and know like I'm going to build protein first and then I'm going to put my carb like I have learned so many skills from this time period of tracking that even if right now I stopped and never tracked again a day in my life, I'm confident that I would be able to eat and know when I'm in a deficit, quote unquote, when mm-hmm. I'm in a main, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. I literally know my body that well. And, mm-hmm. and I think you absolutely do as yeah. well. And I think, you know, we've been tracking for a long period of time. So it, I think it obviously varies depending on how long you've been tracking, but 
you are not meant to do this for the rest of your life. Do I still track right now because I enjoy it? Mm-hmm. I, honestly, yeah, I do. It's part of my day. I have fun. I play my Tetris with my menu and I get all mm-hmm. fun and creative and I, I enjoy it. But the second that I stop finding enjoyment in it is the second I'm going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Just like anything else in my life. Yeah. Like if I'm over something, I'm like, bye. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep doing it. Life is too short. Yeah. So the answer is definitely absolutely not. Um, I'm doing it now to again, fill my tool belt so that in the future I'm like good to go and Mm -hmm. absolutely can navigate life and food and feel to circle back that I am in control of my food choices, not that the food is in control of me. So Mm -hmm. good job. Yeah. Oh, I'm proud of you. So I guess we're done. And that was like the fastest hour. What the heck? No, that really did go right fast. Wow. Because we're a good time. I know. We are a good time. I know. I wish we were eating together instead. I know. 10,000 calorie challenge. Should we do it or not? Let us know. I think we should. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I believe um, next episode you have Coach Paige, Coach Chloe, and Coach Zan on rationalizing irrational thoughts. Ooh, Ooh, that's going to be a really good one. Yeah, that sounds really good. I have to actually listen to last week's episode. Have you listened to Fairlane and Chloe's intro yet? Yeah, I did. I, I haven't did listened listen to it, it and yet. it was really good. Yeah, I've really I'm excited. It. Yeah. I haven't had the chance today, but I'm going to do it this week and I'm excited. So if you guys haven't listened, go listen to that episode mm-hmm. and then look forward to the next episode coming up. So it was such a pleasure to hang out with everyone today yes, and you. Was much fun. I yeah, did. it was this amazing. Was a good time. It was a good time. Okay. Ciao. Okay. Bye. Bye.